This podcast is brought to you by our fine supporters at Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash dissecting the 80s to find out how you can support the show and get a shitload of bonus content for your money. The $5 tier, you get a bonus episode every other month, and we are uh, doing one this month for Andrew Programs the Show in the month of April, uh, Andrew's Grab Bag Spectacular, which I'm excited to dive into, uh, plus another one as part of the listener request month so you can get an extra request in there patreon.com slash dissecting the 80s welcome to dissecting the 80s i am the very aggrieved triplano and with me as always the other half of the mega podcasting powers the macho mandrew andrew leno that wasn't as fun as normal no, you're not getting an intro because I'm aggrieved, and I would like to bring in our official Dissecting the 80s court stenographer uh, to bring me the transcript that I require, um, if you will if you will indulge me. I can't remember if this conversation happened on the podcast or just after we concluded, but I said to you last week, I said, I, like, I, I might have been just after we finished recording, I said, wow, you know, you're always giving me guff for how long the movies are. And then you, you know, it's your turn to program the show, and we have a movie that's like hour forty-five, and then a full two-hour boy. And you were like, "Well, it's different when the movies are good." I have a lot of questions about assigning the movie good to the witches of Eastwick. I mean, Mr. I think Lado. you lost your right to complain about anything after that wrestling movie, the poop one. Which one. I contend that there is a higher entertainment per minute value in the ninety-minute. No, 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 not with Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. The other one. In the... No, where they're, oh, they're like fucking porta potty emptiers. Oh, yes. yeah. No, I mean, that is a trash movie for sure, but it is not two hours long. It's still an unwatchable, <laughs> an unwatchable 90 minutes versus a, a decent, a okay watchable two hours. It's about the same. Uh, we watched. The Witches of Eastwick for Andrew programs the show in the month of April. We gotta go back. You know we gotta is. go dissect the 80s. It's your accidental coven. Something's about your accidental coven. When the mega powers explode. I'm talking about the 80s. Great Scott. Cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. Mega powers, yeah. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Uh, you could have knocked me over with a feather when we had the directed by George Miller yeah. pop up at the beginning of this. That man has the weirdest well, career he hated in history. Hollywood of after this movie, so he went back to Australia. But he makes he makes the, the Mad Max the movies. The first two. Right, there's two in the 80s, right? As well. And then the third one is the recent one? I think... I think no. I think there's we did Beyond we did Thunderdome, Beyond Thunderdome? Which is the third one on this podcast. Yeah, isn't that the one we didn't with, do Beyond uh, Thunderdome? Tina Turner. I have no memory of doing a Mad Max. We did the one with Tina Turner. I swear to you, we did the Mad Max with Tina Turner. You might have just because up. I, I mean, we are eight years in, so it's possible, but I don't have any memory. It's gonna be very funny if it's no matter who is right. This was going. Yeah, to I feel be like it's come up before. As like we could do it for a whole month thing. I swore we did this movie. We've done several apocalyptic movies, but not. I don't think we've done that one. Okay, well, apparently I don't remember anything. I I would have like bet any. Wow, I would have bet a finger because I watched it 
for the purposes of doing it for the movie. Maybe it was one of those things where, and this happened once or twice, like we had something on the schedule and I watched it and took notes and then something happened and we had to switch. And I was like, well, I guess this is trash. Could be. Maybe that's what happened. Okay. Well, in any case, the, there's at least uh, three Mad Max films before the. Uh, okay, so there was a trilogy in the eighties that, that rules. Yeah, it might it might bleed over into the nineties. I forget, but um, it's impressive that I don't remember whether or not we've done. I've just Mandela affected myself about my own podcast, so I'm really struggling here. Uh, but so he does the Mad Max movies, then he does this, followed by Babe. Oh, he did and Pig in the Babe, City. Pig I always City. forget that's not. In my head, and the movie, there's one babe, and it's Babe Pig in the City. No, there's Babe, which is like what? a cute farm animal movie, and then there's like Babe Pig in the City, which, from my understanding, I haven't seen it, but I probably have. I probably saw it, but I don't remember it. So it's like really, but like the wild. James Cromwell, that's the first one, right? The first one features a lot of James Cromwell. The second one has James Cromwell for like small bits. Gotcha. I think he's like in the opening and the closing, and then the titular babe goes to the city, and James Cromwell is not along. Got- for that yeah, because I like again, I thought it was one movie. Um, so I'm picturing probably the first one. That'll do, pig. And then he does. He does Happy Feet. He directed Happy Feet the sequel, the animated movie. Huh. Yes, both of them. The strangest. Cre- and then it's like, oh, I've done both of those. Now what's next? Oh. I'm going to make Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, so he did do that one too. I didn't know if that was like a, because it was a legacy sequel. Correct. Oh yeah. No, that is no, no. This was like, honestly, that one isn't really. I just, to me, I call anything that's 30 years later is to me a legacy sequel because it's a long time coming. I get what you're saying, but Legacy Sequel has like certain criteria and it, it, is, it is, this is way more, this, the, basically the only two that I give like the, the hand wave pass to are the Mad Max movies and then the uh, Phantasm movies, which is just like a group of people who are very dedicated to making them. And whenever they have the ability to make one, they make one. And sometimes it takes three <laughs> decades before okay. they get the gumption to do another one. So yeah, it's a little bit different, but yes, uh, Fury Road incredible movie but just like what a bizarre like a guy who if you looked at it you could draw no no not at all (laughs) you know it's not like you know you watch enough spielberg you're like oh well here's where this guy's got his things that he's working out you know here's tim burton's things he's working out although doesn't ridley scott have a weird (laughs) filmography like that too it's like alien thelma and louise you're like what he does he does he does have an odd he does have an odd filmography yeah but he does I would say like there is a through line. Probably find a closer through line to yeah. Like I don't know it. I haven't seen Thumb and Louise, so like you could probably figure out how Alien and Thumb <laughs> and Louise at least have some commonality. I don't know what it is. It could just be strong female protagonists, but like there's something in the connection there. I would I would defy you to take Happy Feet, The Witches of Eastwick, and Mad Max Fury Road and figure that one out. I got nothing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, this is based on a John Updike novel, uh, very successful and popular one, um, adapted by George Miller for reasons I don't understand. But my favorite behind the scenes making of with this movie is that they were just so desperate to get Cher involved that when she finally said yes, she was like, I'll do it, but I want to be this character. And they're like, well, no, that's Susan Sarandon's character. And Cher's like, I don't care. I want to be that one. And she was like, or sorry, they were like. Okay. Yeah, I they guess. all forgot to fucking and tell no Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon. So <laughs> I don't think they forgot. I think they chose not to. So I, she would. Just because you show up somewhere, like 
Susan Sarandon's got some good money at, at, at by nineteen eighty what seven when this is. Like she's got enough money yeah, to be like, so. yeah, I'm just gonna fly home. Like, yeah, but here's 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 how this goes down. She walks in. They're like, Susan, big surprise. You're playing the other one, the one with the music. And they were like, uh, I thought that was supposed to be shared. No, they thought we thought you'd be better for it. Well, I'm not prepared for that. I'm going home. Well, you want me to tell Variety okay, that you're difficult? Fair. So, but either, so either way, they were, they needed to tell like. Here, picture this headline. Susan Sarandon gets hysterical, is very difficult, leaves Witches of Eastwick. How do you think that gets your next picture going? But see, then why wouldn't they just tell her before? That's why I said forgot. They all were like, oh, whatever, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Because I think if you give her enough space to back out, like if she quits two months before filming, it's like not a big deal. If she quits the day you start filming, it is. I think they they think this was like very calculated of like she can't quit if we wait this long. Which is fucked up and bad, but I'm and I'm speculating. This is pure no, speculation. Yeah. Also, apparently, George sources. Miller called Cher on her 40th birthday, like probably drunk, to like yell at her and be like, "I didn't want you in this movie. I think you're stupid. I think you're bad." And she was like, literally on her 40th birthday, she oh, was like, boy. "I started to cry," and then I was like, "I'm Cher," so she, so she fucking clapped back. She was like, <laughs> "Hey, uh, I have an Academy Award and a Golden Globe and a Can Palm Door, whatever the hell it's called, like." It's yeah. not that one. It, I was like a French word, French word. She was like, I didn't fall out of the sky into your lap. They picked me for this. So, uh, yeah, buckle up, buttercup. Yeah, that sucks. That's Everything about that stinks. Um, my favorite part of the movie, opening scene, we're in the garden with uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, and she picks an It looks like unit Toontown, USA. Whoever got to make... Yes, whoever got to make this prop zucchini had the best three or four days oh, yeah. of their entire film career. They got to make a zucchini <laughs> with like an eight-inch diameter. I will say, it's a John Williams score. Too much whimsy. Mm-hmm. Too much whimsy. It is a little too whimsical. It it undercuts it undercuts the tone of this movie. No, yeah, I feel like whimsical. this movie needed to lean more into the death becomes her side. Like, it, it, yes. it just needs to be gayer. That's what this movie... This movie needed to be gayer. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's like very male fantasy is the problem with that. It's like it's not like lesbians. It's like three hot straight girls yes. who want to fuck the guy. So apparently, it's like in the novel, the idea is that a witch only can get her powers once her marriage is over. But like wh- whatever that means, death, divorce, whatever. Yeah. And so yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, the yeah. three women their power comes to fruition or whatever. Uh, and apparently, it's a yeah, very feminist, yeah. not like been read as like a very feminist novel um mm-hmm. i i it, for what i understand, it's fairly cl- till up till the end it's like pretty close to the novel okay yeah i've never read it i've i don't know that i've really no read i'm curious to read it like, honestly um and nicholson does rattle off that thing you said as part of one of his many speeches that we'll get to over the, like the the women woman a woman like blossoms i forget the word he uses it's it's not it's bloom i think he said blooms and blossoms or some shit okay um where he it's some kind of some kind of freshman psych let me get in your pants bullshit oh yeah for sure for sure um so we meet our three ladies we've got Cher, who the first like i don't know 20 minutes of the movie or so is dressed like a she dresses like that quite a bit in this movie delightful to me she does dress like quite a bit, but the the outfit with like the overalls and the cutoff shirt and the big hair in the no, that's not fur. That's that's like, a later outfit. Like the the pigtails. I I'm just saying that outfit. She, she does. Like yeah, she looks like a, a little rascal. 
She looks like <laughs> Jenica Pickles, the, the cousin who comes to visit. Uh, so we, we've got Cher, who's an artist. We've got uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, mm-hmm. who has a thousand children, because she gets pregnant every time she has sex. And uh, Susan Sarandon. She has one Cher kid. also has children, although they're like barely. Okay. And then Susan Sarandon, single, uh, no kids, and teacher. a music both professional yeah. slash I mean, I can't imagine being yeah. in the string quartet in this small town is like a full-time job, but. Yeah. I, it it seemed more like a hobby that maybe like they were people were people. I think she, I would I would so, venture to guess you know, she makes like a thousand dollars a year on the string quartet. Okay, I I thought of this more like the improv <laughs> shows that I would do that would be like yeah like people pay but you Wait, where did that money go? Money. I mean oh. to rent the bar. Okay, like there was oh, a space okay. that gotcha. had to be rented. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so Susan Sarandon is teaching, and I gotta say, the worst part of this movie is the number of minutes dedicated to making. Yeah, there's a lot. A there's too band, many. Which like, it's like, like I, I don't need four instances of them drearily playing a John <laughs> Philip Sousa march in the movie to yeah. get the fucking point. It's just a lot of like, and it's like, yeah, man, I know I was in band when I was in middle school. Yeah, so there's some this. kind of like, they don't say what it is, but it's clearly like a, a centennial, or like a big celebration in town where mm-hmm. like the the school band, the elementary school band is playing while Veronica Cartwright sings, and then the principal, I guess, gives a speech. Yeah, he's some sort of administrator if he's not the principal. Oh, he's gross. He's extremely but also, like, scummy. why is the principal... I couldn't. I was like, why is the principal giving a speech at the... Like, shouldn't the mayor be doing this? With a comical mayor sash? It, it struck me... It it struck me as, like, oh, he's, like, the town history nerd. Like, he, he seems like, you know, John Johnnington the Ninth. Yeah. He's been in town. Like, his family founded the town, and he's obsessed okay. with the town history. It's like, those people those people are out mm-hmm. there. You've you've come across them, um, you know? So he gives this crazy speech, and in it, he's like, he's like, how awful is it for children to see divorce and separation? And I was like, that's, that's no one's fault, my dude. That's nobody's fault. Yeah. And also, <laughs> and also, like if the alternative is two miserable people, kids know, like they're not dumb. Parenting together, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but this this kicks into a really like a full on. We're on a tram tour in a theme park. Oh no, it's a thun- It's a rainstorm. Yes, yes. Like we got to get out of here. And the we 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 see the ladies all kind of like, mm-hmm. huh, about it. Um, so they they make their way to their annual weekly. or sorry not annual weekly uh bitch session of 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 drinks and this is my dream cheese, party which I got to be honest it's great. three people a pitcher of martinis <laughs> and squeeze cheese I will say either I do have one issue with this is that there's nothing keeping so, them but I think cold. that was just a thing like martini pitchers just were I think it was so that you made a big batch for all four people I don't think you were supposed to like make eight yes to drink throughout the night. I think it was supposed to be like, oh, we're, the four of us are having martinis. Let me make four at once and, and dole them out. No, that that is correct. And But then they're like refilling out of the pitcher. And I was like, you got to get one of those like non-melty. Or put it in a, in a champagne. You know what I mean? Like doesn't dilute the drink. Yeah, something like that. Like this is a terrible, I have terrible two setup. martini pitchers. I've never used them, but I, I love the idea of them. No, I, I get it. I get it. I always get up and just make a fresh round to have I agree. Know, everything maximally cold. Um. 
Uh, but they are eating two different types of easy cheese. It, it did like look like there was a, the reddish variant, top. If I, I don't think they make a, that anymore. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, I was gonna say it's been a long, 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 long time oh, since I, I had eat, easy cheese. I get easy cheese. You don't get easy cheese for was Christmas in recent memory. No, I don't. I don't know why I've not been in the easy like the chicken and a biscuit with easy cheese was always gigs, and then you got grand. No, so what happened was mom bought the chicken and a biscuit for Christmas for gig, but like hadn't mm. put it with the Christmas gifts or it was just like on the it was like in the bag on the counter and so I was like oh this sure. is food I'm hungry and so I opened it up and yeah. I ate it I started to eat it yeah. and then she was like where's the chicken and a biscuit and I was like oh it's here here you go and she was like that was Gig's Christmas present why would you eat that and I was like because it's crackers I didn't <laughs> I didn't know this <laughs> she was like I didn't think you liked that and I was like I didn't know I liked it now I do <laughs> I would not buy a box of chicken and a biscuit, but I always end up eating one or two if he opens. I buy it as a comfort sometimes. There's actually uh, the Dollar Tree has a chicken and a biscuit variant that's uh, pretty close. Mm, Okay, but yeah, I the last times I've encountered Easy Cheese would have been the one the gig gets at Christmas. Uh, So the the plain type is there's cheddar, sharp cheddar, and American are the three varieties now. Okay, this is not me being like, <laughs> like I truly wouldn't know where it's you hard to find easy cheese in the store. Like I peruse, okay, I was like I peruse the snack aisle, and it's not like I'm opting against the easy. It's cheese often because there isn't like a logical place for it because it's not refrigerated, and all the other cheese products are like in the fridge section, and you're not. I think if you put it in the fridge, yeah. it gets too it gets too hard to come out. I think, um, so there isn't like a logical that place for sense. it. Typically, it is next to the chicken and a biscuit. It's like somewhere in the cracker aisle. Interesting. I would think it would be next to your like shelf stable pepperonis. See, uh, typically those are like end caps uh, for me. Like you know, those things are always sausage. like by the the yeah. the seafood for some reason. It's like it. I got. I got. I got to tell you, easy cheese feels like an end cap item to me. Maybe not it end cap. Like it's it's more like this the, because the, the, my, at my store is the pepperoni is always on like a freestanding thing near the frozen seafood. Yeah, I don't know why, but it always is there. Yeah, where it's like I don't know where I don't know where to put this shit, and it just goes and it's like it's, it's yeah. neither fish nor fowl, as it were. But no, I don't think they make the bacon one anymore. But I do remember that now. You've like unlocked a memory. Yeah, I, I, I that's funny that I, I remembered that because I definitely have eaten it. But I, if you had asked me if they still made it, I'd have been like, probably yeah. bacon was everywhere for a while. Uh, there's a big lightning crash when they do it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like, like a subtle lot. like hints at magic i that's my big complaint about this movie is that like the magic mm-hmm. is not clear and explicit like it's fun to yes. like like these moments like they cheers and there's a lightning crash it's like oh they did something like they all talked about how yep. like oh i wished his speech would stop uh and, and then it started raining and they're like i was thinking that too or whatever yeah yeah i i agree with you entirely it, this movie never defines what it is and i and i think their response to you would be like, well, yeah, we were trying to make something a little more subtle, but this is not a subtle movie. So it makes no sense that like a major thematic point of it is done with such like winks and nods. And then we're, we're vomiting cherries and stuff. Yeah. Like, well, so that, point, that one I'm fine with because they don't, they aren't, they don't know they're doing it. He's making them do it. The fact that, no, no, I'm just saying when, when, when you're cross cutting from like three people eating a bowl of cherries and spitting the pits, 
and it's doing something bad and the other person is literally spitting out cherries in pits. It's like very obvious oh, how yeah. those things are connected. That's but like, and then all of a sudden in okay, 30 minutes left in the movie, they're like literal fairy tale, which is all of a sudden we'll get there. Yes. Um, um, but they're like, yeah. Describing so their ideal man, a man. intercuts between the them talking about. and like a black car in the rain driving through town. Yeah. And uh, great imagery. Like, you know, for saying he has a weird career, like George Miller's a person who knows where to put the camera. And a lot, you know, a lot of this is shot really interestingly and has like a lot of very cool choices in it. And at the end, there's some Mad Maxi stuff, but it just seemed like such a bizarre choice of material. But yeah, I do. I do like the way he sets up a lot of this. And there's a shot like right after they do this wish and they're talking about like, I want a big yeah. penis. I want a medium penis. I like a little penis. Like, which I honestly thought was going to come back later when like, after Describe he described the wrong, a different them, penis, they were each going to compare yeah. his penis size. Yes. That's, I thought that was going to be a significant part of this. I was shocked that it wasn't, but there's a great shot where the three of them are sitting like shoulder to shoulder, right, mm-hmm. leaning against a couch, not on it. It's a very well composed, you know, yes. scene type of scene, like just really, really cool. I like um, it. So we cut to, um, Susan, not Susan Sheridan, Michelle Pfeiffer, Suki. That's her name is Suki. That's why I, yeah. Um, she is a writer for the local newspaper. Her boss is Richard Jenkins, great character actor, uh, the dad and stepbrothers, mm. as well as many um, other things. She's talking to Cher on the phone about how someone bought, like, you know, the Lennox man, the old Lennox mansion or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. And how, you know, Cher asked the guy's name. Michelle Viver's like, that's the thing that she told me. And I immediately forgot. So I had to call her back to get it again. And then I forgot again. It's embarrassing. And it's the f- beginning of the, like, the weirdness about him. And then Cher goes, but here's like a, here's a great example of how you can like sell the magic thing a little harder. We should see the mansion and it's like insanely decrepit, like covered, not like not like the overgrown, family, but like the it's covered in vines. Yeah, the, the, there's a couple broken windows, and then oh, did you hear someone bought the mansion? And then we see the mansion and it looks yeah, yeah, yeah. brand spanking new. You know, like give me some of that. And stuff. And then another ma- little magic moment. Cher knows Veronica Cartwright and her husband are walking in the door before they even do it. Yes, Veronica I was, Cartwright. She's, great in this movie. Uh, I've never seen a bad Veronica Cartwright performance. She just like no, she's she's, she's got a great right little here. career for herself. Of like, she's never a huge star, but she always delivers a phenomenal f- performance. Did yeah? yeah. She's so did you play Fallout Alien. Four or did you play a different Fallout? You know the the yeah, the Fallout. trash can Carla, the woman who sells things and walks around with a big cow. Uh, Veronica yeah, Cartwright. I think I remember that. It's been a, quite a while, but I had no idea until I saw it today. Oh, that I was like, "Oh that? shit, she's trash can Carla." That's awesome. Yeah, she's like, I, the, I hate the character, but the character's not wrong. It's the rare instance that I'm like, "Yeah, she's a bitch, but she's not wrong." It's true. Yes, yes. It's 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 like the one time this type of character is. Like, <laughs> yeah, every time it's like Mrs. Carmody or fucking Chastity Pariah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's always the kind of people I'm like, don't you have anything yeah. better to do with your life? I almost wish she was wrong. Like, I wish she was so mad at him about other things and never once touched the devil. Like, the fact that he's yeah. the literal devil never crosses her mind. She was like, he's he's tearing down, he's renovating a, an old mansion or like whatever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, who I could know. possibly care about that? Uh, so I love the shopkeeper gushing about 
meeting Jack and saying like, I haven't done that since the second world war. I almost blushed. Like, mm-hmm. she, like he really stopped her. Flames, so I as don't, it were. I don't find Jack Nicholson that charming. Okay. Okay. We got to talk like so much about Jack Nicholson. I think we might have to detour. I like, I saw the exit coming up and I was like, we're going to have to signal and turn off here. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think he's a good actor. This has nothing to do with him. I just, I, and I, th- I don't want him to be some super hot guy because that kind of is the point that he's not. I don't I don't yeah. find him charming enough for this role. I agree. I think he's a great choice mm-hmm. to play the devil. I think he's he's like an ideal choice for it. He has the right sort of thing. But I, man, is this just one? I think this is just one of those things where it's like I'm, I'm 100%. I was like, I bet in 1986 he was he was the one. Because, but it, it extends so much further than that, though, because as good as it gets is like 10 years after this, and he was like the leading man of a rom-com with... Is, is that the one where he like as as it gets? almost gets a heart attack because of boner pills or something? Is that that one? Yes, I think so. I think so. And then he's got, he's like kissing a dog on the cover or something like that. I've seen this movie and because I, I can distinctly remember him saying <laughs> the title of the movie, but... Yeah, he's one of these people where you like you look back at his career and he played all sorts of like like p- people that you were supposed to be swooning over and he's no. not very attractive. <laughs> like he's mm-hmm. a great actor, you know? I think he's a tremendous actor, but even it's not even one of those ones where you're like, okay, Brando got fat and bloated and then whatever, but if you look at young Jack Brando, kind of always like, looked oh, like what, this, babe, you know? Yes, he did. And he always had like and a crazy, crazy eyes. Line, you know, he, he's crazy eyes, very angular, sharp. He's kind of built to play and the I'm Joker. Just like, I do not get the. Yes, 100 percent. Yes. Or the devil. And like, I think this character has a lot of like oozy charm. And I get, yeah, I get what like, we're the, the doing. Stormy, I just don't believe know, him for it. I don't know who yes. I would put in. Like every time I'm like, right. who's a very charming part like actor? I was like John Hamm, but he's way too hot. Yeah, way too hot for this. Get way out of too here. Handsome. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like can't even think of someone who's like not super hot and also charming. Like I think I think now it would be like an Adam Driver, who's obviously very attractive, but is like a notch yeah, down from I can see John Hamm types. But I'm not saying he's a great pick. I, I agree that it's it's difficult to do. The problem is everyone's oh, yeah, too completely. hot now, as I've said over and over on this podcast. Our base level of hot is too high in film and television, and we need to bring back more unconventional-looking people, men and women, and get this yeah. a little bit less hot. Yeah, everyone uh, is the IT hot. nerd doesn't need a six-pack. Like, come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not even talking about the six-pack. It just they're hot like they're facially very attractive i want some people without facial symmetry to be but that's the movies. problem they all have fucking surgery they all have they all get the, the pokes and and the and the syringes they're, and the jabs yep they're all everyone is too hot is, is this is my beef i want uglier i want movies made by more diverse people with uglier yeah, actors yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what i want but i just I'm, i was i kept thinking and every time i was like ooh this person like no they're hot you can't Get him out of there. Yep. Yep. Uh, the thing is, I think the devil I agree, probably be hot. You but know? They, like, like, it's like scripted, thing. like in the text that he's not. So I want that because yes. apparently, apparently Bill Murray was the first choice to play the devil, which like I get. I don't. Yes. Get, I understand. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I was you like, how do I phrase this? That, 
Yeah, I understand why. I, I don't get it, but I understand the logic there. Yes, yeah. I actually was like, oh, that would have been perfect. And and here's the thing. I think Jack Nicholson is very good in this movie. It's a like, good I, performance. performance. It's just is, is on weird casting for me. Yeah, it it checks the boxes. I agree, agree. And I, I so I- You know, watched, John Candy uh, would have been movie. a uh, very charming choice. <laughs> <laughs> Our answers Rick are Moranis. always John Candy, Rick Moranis, or Danny DeVito. Or Dave Wait, DeVito. why wasn't it Danny DeVito? Trinity, because he's he's also not attractive. But he's so charming here. We love Danny. He is very charming. The thing with Nicholson, I think it is honestly. I think it's the BDE. Yeah, he's got big dick yeah. energy. I think that's what it is. Because the scene where he like seduces. Chair and he's rolling around the bed. He's like, I don't want to make love to you. I just want to fuck. Is like exactly the energy this That's character fair. is supposed to have. And you Danny could not do that. You would not. I would not be would, seduced okay, by it, but I could see it, it happen. Because you, I don't think we had this conversation on the podcast, but I, I have a very firm belief, and people have gotten very upset with me when I say this. Cher likes Uggos. All of Cher's dating partners are pretty ugly. And so Cher and Jack Nicholson... Who is Cher? How do you... Me. The only person I know who Cher dated was Sonny, who, like, was cute when they were dating. He was cute, but, we, like, he had that But was it bad for the time? Teeth. Wasn't that what hair... Isn't that what just people... Ha- I mean, hair was? It was... It was bad. He had... Sonny Bono had... I thought he had good hair, hair like for the time. I thought that was, like... He was in the 60s. I think he had a good haircut for okay. the time. And if you look up the Almond brother that Cher dated, Greg Almond, or I think it's Greg Almond that she dated, also an Uggo. No offense, Greg. We love your music. You know, I, I Cher likes Uggos. If you go through her dating history, a lot of Uggos in there. So I think I think Cher's got a got yeah, a. I mean, I'm, I bet that men are intimidated by her, considering she's been like, she's had a number one album for the last six decades. Like it's in, her like power is insane. So I imagine that she's like, look. You're too yeah, hot. Agreed. You're going to get weird. I need someone not that hot. Yeah. I get out of here, John Ham. You're a one night stand, she, not a relationship. She deleted she, she deleted the line of the Bonnie Tyler song. <laughs> exactly. It. I need an uggo. Uh, by the way, we left out a very clear, obvious choice for if you're making this movie now. And it is. I, was, I wrote Cage, that Nicolas Cage to is today's Jack Nicholson. A hundred percent. Yes. And I will say, I will say, like, I think there's probably stories about Jack Nicholson that he's a bad dude, and I'm sure that's true. I haven't done like, the research, I don't know but what it is specifically, but I'm sure it's out there given the time he was a famous person. But I will say, I do miss having like a weirdo uncle vibe guy or gal. I'm not being gendered here, but a weirdo uncle or aunt. Who was just hanging around See, at the Oscars and at the front row at the Lakers games or wherever? I, I miss think, that kind of vague. I feel like Natasha Leone has that energy. Yes, but she's too young by well, yeah, thirty she's, years. Like they need to be, they need to be gotcha. an elder. I was in terms person. of like weird kind of drunk aunt who's there and fun. I agree. I agree. She has the right vibe, but I'm, I need her to be Fair. sixty-five. You know, and Nicholson is one of those people as well who looked. 55 from ages 27 to 77 mm-hmm. and then it all fell off a cliff like much like what's happening right now with morgan freeman yeah where you're like oh he's he looked now. at his portrait like, it happened he finally but like morgan freeman had the same yeah it's like the portrait dorian gray thing where it's like you turned 55 <laughs> at age 25 or 28 
and you stayed that way until 78 and then we were like oh there it goes mm-hmm. like that was the end so anyway i'm i'm missing that sort of elder states person of of I get it. television yeah i'm glad you agree that nicholson is to us nicholson seems weird so yeah basically i'm just trying to i'm always now thinking of like who who would i who could i put in this role then or now yeah i I don't even think he's a bad choice for the role. It's just one of those ones where it's like, I just don't understand it. You know, like a lot of times you go rewatch an older movie and you're like, oh, I get, you know, I get the appeal of a Michael Douglas or something like that. You know, I understand it when I look at his face. But with Nicholson being a it's much like I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, gosh, almost 10 years ago, probably. And we saw this picture of a young Mick Jagger and I was like, he looks like a grandma. Like this guy was the hottest man in the world. And you look at the picture of him from the sixties or seventies and he looks like an old lady. Like I could not believe it. I mean, Steven Tyler was that way too. Um, The the man had sex with. Yeah, for sure. And it's like had sex with more people than anyone on the planet. Talent speaks for a lot, I guess. People, People are very attracted to talent. No. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Of course. I just, it's crazy to me. But yeah, I, I I I don't know if I finished this anecdote, but I watched part of the movie and I had to stop and I was talking to my wife right before we were going to sleep and I was like, what are your feelings on Jack Nicholson? She's like, he's a huge creep. And I was like, oh, is he? And she's like, I don't know. He just yeah. looks like one. Although there is a very sweet little like clip of him at whatever Oscars Jennifer Lawrence won her award at where like she was giving an interview and he was walking uh-huh. by and just like tap on the back like hey congratulations he like tapped her and then like came around the front to like make sure it was her because he was seeing he was looking at her back and he was like hey just want to congratulations yeah you did an amazing job thank you and like shook her hand and she's like immediately starstruck like hang on what yeah i remember the clip you're talking about yeah yeah that's what i'm saying we we need that like weirdo older actor slash actress to just be like hanging yeah. around doing stuff like hey, that. oh uh the other who another oh damn it not Crispin Glover, who is a weirdo, but not that, not what I was thinking of. Uh, Walken, Christopher Walken, that kind of thing. Yeah, but but again, a little too old. We gotta, we have we to do. be replenishing the well, you know. Uh, so we cut. Uh, so no one in the town can remember his name. That's like sort I of wish it went longer. It it, it, and, it is a nice uh, little setup, but it like immediately pays off in two minutes. Yeah, yeah, and we go to this. Uh, orchestral performance quartet performance with uh susan sarandon and jack is doing it's like a, a beast in the back row the 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 subtitles yeah. in, on hbo max say snurgle which what <laughs> it is. that's exactly what it is yeah or me <laughs> pre-cpap any bear event walk down the hallway of any bear event you don't, it's not just this nice silent word. There are several, it, we do sometimes, I sometimes call it jock straps and CPAPs, but <laughs> there was one person <laughs> at North American Bear whose like prize basket included like distilled water and CPAP filters. And I was like, I don't think they, I don't even think they use one, but I was like, that is a brilliant, a brilliant move. <laughs> so he's like snoring like a monster during this performance. And then falls over in his chair and pops up and starts like clapping like a crazy person as soon as everyone, you know, cheers. Yep. And then I guess he leaves because he's not at this after party thing. Right. And so everyone is at this after party, like trying to remember his name and no one can. It's Daryl Van Horn. Horn, Right. Del Horn. They keep saying Van Horn. They keep saying it's a foreign name. And I was like, Daryl is a foreign. And I was like, no, no, Van Horn. Yeah. Yeah. But. 
there's clearly some sort of thing we're supposed to get where we get the mama uh, Wayne Martha <laughs> the Wayne pearls. thing of Michelle Pfeiffer and and then it's Michelle Pfeiffer you know Catwoman really cracked me up but the the pearls pop off and break and like scatter all everywhere and when that happens suddenly everyone's like oh it's Daryl Van Horn I just remembered and I was like okay clearly this means something to somebody but I'm watching the movie and so basically it was just me. like. I, I don't think it was supposed to mean that, like, his name was stored in the pearls. It was just, like, once the women, once the witches remembered his name, it, like, broke the spell on the town that no one could remember his name. Yeah. But, like, why couldn't that have been, like, why couldn't we have had Michelle Pfeiffer, like, fingering the pearls while they were th- scheming up the man? Like, just, like, nervously playing oh, yeah, with I can see that. Not, you know what I, I think mean? It, I think it's like, less, just some, the, like, I think it, the pearls are less symbolic and more just like a means to get Veronica Cartwright injured. So I think it's just like she happened yeah. to be wearing pearls, so they're gonna I'm gonna make the devil's gonna make him break to send her down the stairs. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like if all you want to do is have her get injured, it should have been Cher being like Daryl Van Horn and she does it so loudly and she like scares okay. Veronica Cartwright and she trips down this you know what I mean like like doing the pearls made the pearls feel so important and then they're not and you're correct and it's just like well all right I'm I feel yeah that's why I said this, I think this movie needed more death becomes her more camp more gay because like I was like okay so we're mm-hmm. do because it felt kind of campy to me of like the drama of we remembered so the yeah. pearl snapped but I was like that was kind of it yeah just turn the yeah. volume up, buddy. Um, it is a great shot of the the necklace breaking, the pearl scattering, and um, Veronica Cartwright slipping and falling. Yeah, all, the, the shots are really nice. It's like a good up angle of them falling. Um, mm-hmm. So Veronica Cartwright says, I think I broke my leg. Uh, which sets off a whole, you know, her whole arc of the movie is based around this leg being broken. Uh, and we cut back to, or cut over Cher to- Cher on a bike Jack looking Nicholson so was. fucking fit. Yes. Her midriff is out, and it looks. Yeah, I was like, yeah. "Ooh, a but belt!" The, no, it's not. That's just her skin. That's just her stomach. Yeah, but this is where she looks like. No, not here. That's later. Man. I was you like, keep what? jumping ahead. Oh, no. Well, I wrote it. I wrote it multiple times, so I must have always thought she. Yeah, she's like wearing. I, I think she's wearing. She's wearing a little midriff. Her midriff is out because she does that a lot in this movie. Um, and she's on her, her little bike. But I think I don't think it. This was because I remember the this moment. I was like, "Oh, shares in pigtails at this moment," and that is that's not this one. Yes. Later, I was like, oh, shares and pigtails. This is hilarious. Okay. But he's got, Nicholson has this weird little samurai it, I, knot, it's a, and they're having the It's a bad, tiny lunch. little, like, I don't get the reasoning behind this aesthetic choice. He's he's always got this samurai knot, and I was like, is it supposed to be doing something devilish I was to like, me? Like, what is happening I was here? like, we're not trying to do some weird, like, Asian culture thing, so I don't know what... No, but he is very into Asian culture. Probably. It may have just been Jack Nicholson um, But they have this, like, Downton Abbey-ass lunch. Yeah. That's it's his house. It's Downton Abbey-ass house. Um, no, I know. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's, a they're like, he's, it's like they set up the little tent with no walls to have lunch under, and it's like lobster and fish, and Lurch from the Adams family is his servant. Also, the guy, one of the guys oh, in and Twin Gerald's Peaks. game. Yeah. Is he the freak? Mm-mm. Really? He's not No, dead? he was in uh, Gerald's Game dead. and in um, Dr. Sleep, speaking of Jack Nicholson. He might have died recently, wow. but he right. was in uh, Dr. Sleep most recently. Just very tall people no. don't tend to have long lifespans, that's all. Um, 
there's a great bit of business with that person uh, trying to light Nicholson's cigar as he's bloviating. And he's doing this thing he does a couple times in the movie where he says feminist sounding sentences, but in the most toxic masculine yeah. way possible. And it's just a fascinating juxtaposition of the two things. Like if you, if you turn this nut dial just a bit, it's like a hor- horrific gross man speech talking about how like, women yeah, it's, it's, it's such a strange delivering kind words in such a strange tone. Yeah. With like acid, yeah. an acid tongue compliment basically. Uh, so we get this wild house tour as he walks her through this insane mansion that he lives in. And then it bleeds to, and this is my bedroom. And she's like, okay, cool. And she knows exactly what he's about to do here. And he like hops on the bed and is like, ah, I love, uh, what? It's what's it's the, the P word? He, he used, I love I love P after way. lunch. Okay, yeah, okay. And I was just like, wow, that was not what I was expecting. No, but the then dialogue to this movie. Cher then gets like the great monologue where she just reads him to filth of like, let me go bullet by bullet all the gross things about you. I know. I wish she didn't. Anyway. Which is again why we needed someone more charming. We needed we needed more charm. It is hilarious, the speech that she Yeah, she's like, you've exhibited every awful quality of man that I've ever known, and then discovered a few new ones. And just like, I would never sleep with you, bada 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 bada. And then he's like, let me be the devil and say things about your life that will make you sleep with me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she plays it really well, where she very clearly walked into this wall of her armor on, and then Nicholson starts like slowly poking at her and trying to get her to take her armor off and have sex with him. And she, like... I I don't think Cher is like an incredible actress, but Cher is very yep. capable in the right movie with the right material of, of carrying and performance. And I think she's really good in this scene. She actually has a couple of scenes that she's really good one-on-one with Nicholson and uh, the way that she kind of plays it with like small facial movements of softening up to this idea of like, well, it has been a really long time for me, yeah. you know? And it's like, you know, I, he, he could be worse, you know, he could, be <laughs> it is crazy to me that she didn't get nominated Alvin, for like, you know, mask or did she lose? I think she didn't get nominated for mask. I, cause I, that, that I, was the year know, that she yeah, showed up in the crazy, like spiky headdress thing. She didn't get nominated. So she was like, all right, uh, fuck off. I'm going to, I'm Cher, bitch. <laughs> uh, so he cuts to Veronica Cartwright at the hospital. As they like fade in, they're going to have sex. Um, uh, Richard, I keep wanting to say Richard Schiff, and the, Richard Jenkins. Uh, I was like, his name's not Richard Schiff. He is feeding sludge, the gruel sounding food. It's but yeah, it's it's very much like gruel, but it doesn't look as gross as it sounds. It, slurping around, it looks bowl, almost like somewhere between oatmeal and pudding. It, it's a thin oatmeal, I think. But he's like, scrape, scrape, scrape. And it's this like, <laughs> disgusting. It's like a little kid and, playing in a And she's ball. starting to like, really like rant and rail about how her husband's an idiot and he doesn't do anything, apartheid and like all these grand things in the world. And he's like, I just run a local yeah. pool. But <laughs> I think it's amazing though that she's able to deliver this monologue as he shovels the Okay, well, And she's spitting mouth. it out. Like she's not afraid to like let it spit up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like dribbling down her chin and stuff. It's really disgusting, but I was so impressed by Veronica Cartwright because the idea of like just doing this podcast with you as someone tries to pour oatmeal into my mouth as I'm speaking. Well, if you think about it, her career started with Albert Hitchcock tying birds to her sweater. And then she was an alien where they 
they threw blood on her and didn't ex- fully explain how everything was going to happen. So she's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot about the birds. Yeah, once you've yeah. lived through the uh-huh. birds, you can get through anything. Um, So I swear Conchata Farrell is the nurse in this scene, but it's not It's not anywhere online. She is. I tried to... It's oh, the, okay, 100% thank you. Conchata Farrell. I, it, 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 like, I, I would... Because I checked I mean, her IMDb, the movie's IMDb, her wiki, the movie's wiki. I googled Conchata Farrell, which is of Eastwick. Nothing came up, but I was like, 100% that... That's Conchata Farrell. If that's if that's not Conchata Farrell, it is the most close look and sound alike for a person look and who sound. has a very yes. specific look and sound. Um, yeah, but the she because it's I was like, oh, Andrew did an yeah. accidental Conchata Farrell month, and I assumed she was going to be a character in the movie, and nope, yeah. she's in this one scene. Um, Veronica Cartwright also freaks out when she sees Michelle Pfeiffer bringing her flowers, <clears throat> and then the the doctor pulls uh, Veronica Cartwright's husband aside and is like, look, there's, I think he said there's, there's fat in her bloodstream and it's gone to her brain. It's, it's, there's fat in your bone marrow and the bone marrow bleeds into the blood. When you break your leg, that can brain. happen. Which is, I, I think. But the idea is that because she broke her leg, the marrow is in her blood. Okay. And he was like, she's right, going to say exactly. things that don't make any sense. And, you know, she's going to scream and yell. And I like, I I do love this kind of magic stuff that like let's let's get the medical community involved and to to isolate you cuz like sure there's yeah. a comic that I really like um where this one character gets put in uh in a mental institution it's the 60s cuz put in a mental institution the witches cast a spell that like she'll be crazy and like she won't even know she's there and then a mean witch shows up and is like, mm-hmm. let me get the information I need out of you. And it goes, okay. Now here, she like casts a new spell that's like, you're going to be fully aware of everything and no one will ever believe a word you say about witches. So she's now screaming, the Ooh. witches, are, get that woman's a witch, get her away from me. And they're like, okay, grandma, let's, let's give you a little shot. And I'm like, that's, Ooh. yeah, I know. But like, that's, that's the kind of like magic medicine shit I love. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, Jack has moved on to Susan Sarandon, and he's over at her house and wants to hear some music. And Susan Sarandon is dressed and, like she's uh, in a dystopian teen drama. <laughs> I thought she looked like a, uh, a the wife of a guy who has a cache of weapons and food buried in their backyard somewhere. And in the 90s. The today version of that doesn't look like this. Yeah. She's she's got that like uh, she's got like an ankle length gray sleeveless on. dress with a white long sleeve blouse underneath. Like yeah. she looks like fucking. She's like Katniss. Don't yeah. go to the name picking or whatever. There's a name for it. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, she I the the part of this that I think is most impressive is she's she pours Jack a cup of tea and then she pours one for herself and she's so nervous she keeps pouring after the cup is filled and then she perfectly fills mm-hmm. the saucer as well and I, I'm assuming they did this by someone just well you know, they, I, they probably put stop. the right amount of but liquid in there because um with because they did that oh, for that the most sense the woman sure. in the window at the house at the end of the street whatever the comedy version thing on Netflix was all of yeah, the wine yeah. bottles were filled to surface tension level so that um, Kristen Bell didn't have to think about it. She just Got emptied it. it out and it would immediately, it would all fill to that point and stop. That makes, that makes sense. That makes sense. It just, it's a great looking movie shot. It's, it's you're, you're, I'm sure you're exactly right. Cause it'd be very easy to do that with a teapot, but it's like, and then Jack Nicholson gives some half truths about how midwives were among the first, um, victims of witchery in the, whenever the Salem times were 1600s. 
Yes. And I thought this was like exactly the uh, perfect example of the whole like misogynist, like feminist things said in a misogynist way. Basically that doctors were tired of midwives and they're like, no, no, we're, we're going to do babies now. And so all midwives are witches because, but also it was like, sometimes a midwife would perform an abortion. And so the woman was pregnant. She saw this woman and now the baby's gone. She must have eaten the baby. She's a witch. And so like a lot of that was from the whole witch hysteria. Sure. Yeah. 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 That makes total sense. Uh, Also, there's a great key light on the eyes. We've been highlighting those recently. And like when Nicholson's doing this rant, there's like a a little like slash of light across his face. And then he, um, he plays, he brings his fiddle, I'm assuming. And play. Yes. No, he brought it. Because when she opens the door, he has the case. Okay. So oh, I assume right. it's he a fiddle. Oh, you're right. He does have the case. That's right. That's right. You're he's right. He's the devil. Well, I don't. It, I, I, I truly don't know the difference between a fiddle and a violin. No, they're the ha- they're, there's no way that the same instrument. Yeah. I don't think they it's are. The same instrument. Because there's fiddle, there's violin, there's viola, and then there's fiddle. I'm pretty sure a fiddle's different. I played the violin I briefly. I think a fiddle. Western. They're the same instrument. It's different. Oh, it's music. different. I was right. So you play fiddle fiddle music. You're a fiddle player if. You're a fiddle player if you're in a country band. You That's play the dumb. violin if you're in an orchestra. Well, I mean, it's just, they're just, yeah, no, they're just I mean, it's the same. It's like when you market shit for men that's not, that's not supposed to be judged. Like, I'm, it's, I'm like, this is dumb. I think, I think this is, I think this is not marketing. I think this is, cool. See, I assumed it was more like, like, hey, I violin sounds hoity toity. Let's call it something else. I mean, certainly that's possible that it was that, but it's also just like, you know, sawing on a fiddle is a, is a better turn of phrase than yeah. bowing on a violin for writing um, songs. So Jack Nicholson praises her and then like negs her about her, her, he said her yes. finger technique is good, but her bowing is bad. And then like, he's like, here, let me show you and spreads her knees. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, which yeah, I imagine that all well, cellists it, it, it's play like, with it, their knees spread because how else would you do that? Well, so it would have been better if we saw her do it with her knees together and it's not as good. And then he's like, you got to make love to it, you know? And then yeah. he does the thing and gets it up close on her. Like that would be, yeah. So I don't know. It, it's very possible that she is playing it not between her I legs. I just didn't pay attention, the, uh, I guess. At the concert. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we get our, our second non-traditional orgasm in the two episodes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she plays yeah. her cello so hard that she comes. And uh, it catches fire. (laughs) It was like, cool. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. I laughed out loud at the flaming cello. So we show up at Cher's apartment with Michelle Pfeiffer and her 100 children who like are in this movie for a cumulative. We don't know anything about There's six of them. That's all we know about them. And this is where Cher's in pigtails and overalls. And Cher. Yes. And she Nicholson told her, oh, you should make bigger sculptures, like really convey your power. And we see the door open and she's working on like a 12. It's really, I like that moment. Sculptures. Um, although it, mm-hmm. this whole sequence is a little strange because it's not clear what is happening. What what, it's not clear what anyone thought was supposed to happen because Sharon, mm-hmm. Susan Sarant, Sharon, Michelle Pfeiffer are biking and and Sharon's talking about, you know, how good the sex was with. Yeah, with Van Horn. Good like, I'm so excited for you two to meet him. And then they get to his house, and I was like, oh, I, I guess this was the plan, because Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer's wearing a tennis outfit. And um, yes. they get to the house, Susan Sarandon has had a hair makeover. It looks great. Yeah, she did the classic, she did the classic nerd to hot, take yeah. off your glasses and shake your hair out. 
And Cher is like surprised that she's there and confused. And so I was like, wait a minute. So he invited Susan Sarandon to play tennis and then invited Cher to bring her friend Michelle Pfeiffer to play tennis. That seems weird. I think so. Yes. Agreed. It is very strange. And then Cher is very mad that Sarandon's there. And then he immediately is like, well, hello, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, he's like, oh, they're like, oh, what the fuck, dude? Um, so this scene was done by ILM. Did we see the face? No, all of a sudden he has three, like, he has scratches on his face. And I was like, I don't. Yeah. It's very clearly like fingernails and sex, but it just isn't. No. I was like, did I miss something? Um, so this is the scene that was, this was done by ILM. Um, originally it was supposed to just be when the ball flies in the air, but then they realized that no one knew how to play tennis and they were like, so we have to do the whole thing. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> I will say tennis is probably the hardest one to fake. I, uh, we, we moved from an overhead. If you're just doing like close ups, you can fake it pretty well. Yeah. 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 I mean, clearly the overhead, I don't know. Doubles, right. I mean, when they're doing the like quick, when they're doing not the cartoon volleying, but just like the playing tennis and it's the high overhead, I assumed it was just four doubles. It could be, but I think most of it was by ILM, so they they probably wouldn't have bothered to bring in doubles to play if they were already paying for. Interesting. Interesting. The doubles is probably significantly cheaper. That's crazy. Um, But it's like, I I played very little tennis in my life. It was like a summer campy thing, but. Um, my wife oh, really? it and, and has played before, but has been a long time. And like, it's an activity she likes, yeah. not something she's like super into. And I was like, well, we're like two blocks from the tennis court. So we'll just walk over there and play. And we tried to get like a rally going. Like we were purposely just trying to hit the ball to each other so that we could play. Like it was like mm-hmm. not trying to beat each other. It was like, let's keep the volley going. And it's like, I'm shooting them out to the moon. You know, I'm hitting them into the net. And it's like, you know, it's like, all right, let me start over. Let me start over. It's like, it can be very hard. So I can imagine like more so than most sports, it being very difficult to fake this yeah. if you don't have any ability. It's a fun sequence. Like it's weird that it takes floating, them the second Pfeiffer, time like, it floats it to, for them to react. Point. It floats in the air and hovers yeah. and Susan Strange goes, it's not coming down. And then it isn't until later yeah. when Michelle Pfeiffer makes it float that they're like, whoa. And I was like, well, it's because Michelle Pfeiffer says slow down and the ball literally, and then it becomes slow-mo and then they're all playing like slow I guess, but I think I'm freaking out the first time too. Yeah. No, I mean, it was very strange. The whole sequence. The I, slow-mo yeah, part I agree. is the best. It's fun. They're having fun with it. Where it's, it, it's like moving slow enough that they can like run behind each other and hit it. it it's pretty good. We get to a, a pool. I date love this and, pool. And Cher and Susan Sarandon. Susan yep. Sarandon have been dismissed because it's just there's just they're, they're, they're there, but they out. just kind of float quietly out of frame. Right, and then it's like they're not there at all. And then later they like exit the pool, and it's you know they're just yeah. They're, Jack Nicholson has a weird like monologue moment about like women's bodies and power, and, and I was like, we're good. Ra- no, nobody, yeah. wrap it up. Yeah, I'd love to be a woman. You can make babies. Yeah, I was like, thank, thank you, Jack. Babies. Thank you. But Pfeiffer's like, oh, by the way, uh, I get pregnant very easily. I can borrow your toothbrush and get pregnant. And he's like, the dream. And she's blah, like, blah, blah, what? Blah. And he's like, nothing. And just slips um, into the And bottom. then we get this yeah. weird, like, sequence that is not, like, built up to. And it's not really explained that, like, the foyer is full of pink balloons. And all of Michelle Pfeiffer's 80 children yes. are there. And so is uh, Cher's daughter. Yes. And then... Cher's wearing like a gown and so is 
uh, uh, Susan Sarandon, but Michelle Pfeiffer is wearing like a weird oversized jacket and hat. Yes. Yeah. Set it's to like Nesun Dorma, which is like a choir song. Make. Yeah. 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 It's incredibly strange. And they're like floating and then they're doing like they're pushing around the, like a dessert cart and like gliding on that. And then um, Michelle Pfeiffer or no, then Susan Sarandon gets like careened to the pool and like fl- like launches to the chandelier and suddenly everyone can fly. S- oh, yeah. Fun looking stunt. Uh, by the way, age is here. Jack is 50. Cher is 41. Uh, Susan Sarandon is 41. And uh, 29. Yeah. I thought I thought Michelle and I thought uh, Cher and Sarandon were like in their mid 40s. You said 41? I, I could have done the yeah. math wrong, but I believe that's right. This is 87, right? I think they're both 46. Yeah, you know, I thought that's what I thought. I did the math wrong because I thought this was 1990, but that's Edward Hands is 1990. So, yes, I did the math wrong. Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, and then a bell breaks the spell. They all lose they all their focus. Like crash down. Um, and then they're all like, much like much like D and D rules for oh really spells <laughs> the concentration. Yeah, there's like some spells require you to concentrate, and so like if you get hit, you can you have to like see oh, if you're okay. able to maintain your concentration. Um, so there's there's a particularly fun spell that uh, a character I use played where they could like turn into mo- like big creatures to fight and. I did it four times in the campaign I did with my friends, and every single time I got hit immediately, and then I got to do nothing. The cool <laughs> giant girl. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, now we go to yeah, the post orgy video. Something about a man with a receding hairline and a handheld camera pointing at uh-huh. women just feels weird. And maybe that's because uh-huh. it's twenty twenty three. And asking asking real lecherous questions about that. Yeah, that's life. the thing. It's like it's not sexy questions. <laughs> It's so strange. Right, right. What do you want on your pizza? Yeah, was, okay. But I, I will say the thing I liked most about this scene, and it's a thing that we have lost in the modern blockbuster for logical reasons, but it's still a bummer to me, is when you would have different video oh, qualities and yeah. things because everything had different video qualities. And so we went from like the movie till we cut to the obvious camcorder footage and the camcorder footage is black and white and low res and has like resolution lines in it. And now it'd be like, he'd film it on his iPhone. It would look the same. It would also be in 4k. So it would look the same. And it's, I find this really funny all the time whenever we do like security camera footage and it's like, well, it's also in not always or 4k or whatever. Like there's not like a, I'm saying but I feel movies. like some security camera stuff in real life is a lower res. So, yes, yes, but in rarely in movies is it like, oh, we switched to the security cam, so it should be a little bit lower res. Yeah, it's, it's just like different, a different angle, angle. But also not. A, I always love when it's not an angle that makes sense for a security camera. Or they were like, they were like, this photo yeah, was taken yeah. by a paparazzi in the paper, and I'm like, that's just a still from the previous scene. Where was the paparazzi? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Were they in the cabinet? Uh, we go to church, and Veronica Cartwright absolutely loses her yeah, shit. Yeah, she freaks out about whores, and and she just starts yelling whores. And everyone kind of stops, and her and she's like talking about how you know, there's sin up in Jack Nicholson's mansion and and whatever. This is her best sequence in the movie because she has so many people to bounce off of. It's like, a really, like all of really good, and it's because it's so physical. Even though she's got a little boot on, she's still like really physical and engaging. Yeah, yeah, and Richard Jenkins is like desperately trying to pull her down into her seat so she'll shut up, and she's like, "No, I won't." He has to drag her out of the church. Her little foot, her little shoe falls off. Yeah, and then she's like, "Mark my words, the devil is in our town," and she like storms off. It's again, she's not wrong. She's just a bitch. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sarandon uses magic to make her class good at music, which feels not fair. Yeah. I I mean, I get it, though. Like, we, we cut to her teaching these kids, and again, it's the same thing of like, I just like, I'm. So, does this mean that they're good forever at music? Like, this is these that are the question. Like, question. does this kid be like, well, I'm now, I'm now Mozart level talented in music, right, right. And then, so this I part is so, is so is like they don't they don't dig into this next thing enough because early in the movie we didn't talk about it. The the scummy administrator who was giving the speech was like really aggressively hitting on Susan Sarandon, being like, "Hey, is your divorce final yet? Huh, huh, huh? You wanna you wanna go out with this guy? Yeah." And she's clearly not interested in him. And he comes in to like check up on her, and she's like having a great time with students who are also having a great time, and no one seems to be like. She's kicked off her shoes and is like spinning around conducting them. And I was like, and he, yeah. he run he, his reaction he, when he sees this as though is as though she's taken her top off in front of these students. Yes, exactly. So I'm yeah. like, what are you freaking out about my dude? Right, right. And that's what I'm saying. It's like the movie doesn't do enough of this stuff. Cause, and so immediately we go, the, the grocery store is next. There, hold on. Is the grocery store. Okay. So, she, you know, we go from this to the grocery store and it's like everyone in town is like turned on her. They're staring at her as she walks through the grocery store, just like face. minding her own goddamn business. Yeah. No, I will say if I saw a person like halfway through a jar of pickles in the grocery store, I would probably do a little side eye stare of like, is that person eating a whole jar of pickles? Like now that yeah. I've never snacked in a grocery store, mind you, but the like casual I've eaten half this jar of pickles and I'm just like doing pirouettes and grabbing lemons. I probably would be like, it's a little weird, but like that lady, it's but, not, she's not hurting anybody. No. Yeah. And this town, it's like the, rea- and she's like, the lady's looking at the cookies. She's like, you got to get the double chocolate. And the woman's like, ugh, like disgusted by her. And it's like, well, wait, what's going on now? And it turns out there's like an article in the paper about the three of them living in like a sin house with Jack the article Nicholson only ever mentioned Jack Nicholson. It didn't mention anyone else's names. And it's like, well, who else is this? Like, yes, she right, runs. So right. she runs out of the store. It just it's weird. Yeah. Getting slut shamed at the grocery store. No, not about it. Yeah. But it's not, it's not, the, the thing of it is like, we go from he's the, the administrator guy spots her, runs away to like immediately everyone in town knows and is like, you whore. And I'm like, is there a scene deleted yeah. in the middle of this? <laughs> like, where's the scene where Jack and all three of them go get dinner together and town and everyone? That would have been better than the kids you know? scene, than the kids music scene. Yeah. Um, and, but Michelle Pfeiffer works at the paper and she's like, hey, uh, Mm-hmm. editor-in-chief man the fuck how could you not tell me like yeah. wh- what the hell and he tries to be like well we didn't name names other than van horn and she's like you didn't have to like everyone knows right and then he tries to say that right and he's well he's like i don't yeah that's what he says veronica cartwright owns the paper and she wrote the article and i was like i thought she was crackers already she yeah she is but she said early, and I don't know if it if she had already had the broken leg at the point where she was like, he he changed the marshland and he killed all the. Yeah, birds she did mention the snowy egrets. Yeah, so that's like what he bases this article on is him having done this. Now, now mind you, I'm all for shaming people who just deface public lands yeah. and destroy. You know, like the shitbag owner of the Washington football team cut down a whole bunch of national forest protected land. Because he wanted to see the Potomac River, and then when the ranger reported it, got he got the ranger fired. Like, how did the ranger get sucks. fired? And if he did that with snowy egrets, 
Oh, because he because he orchestrated it because he's a very rich piece of he shit. Literally, was doing what reason could that could they give? He was doing his job. A very rich man. So did he get fined at all by the National Park Service? I think I don't think so. I don't remember that if he did or not. But I'm sure he didn't give a shit because the fine. Someone burn no, his no house way down. Dented his wallet. So. But like, if he had done the thing with the snowy egrets, I would be mad. So I'm not like poo pooing the fact that yeah, she that's cares whatever about snowy egrets. It's just that like. Her attitude towards everything is insane, and so her legitimate concern gets shoved down. Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer has six kids. If three people want to live with her and help out, you shut up. And yeah. You let them. Seems fine. Also, no, didn't her, her husband, husband So her Isn't husband left her. Died? Susan Sarandon divorced, which okay. I don't know what the... I understand emotionally there's a difference there, but it seems not dissimilar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, Cher's husband died. Yeah. Okay. Pfeiffer should have had the dead husband. It's more simple. But that was the whole point is that he, her husband abandoned her because of the kids. Right. 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 Uh, so we cut to the chair. They're also like, we kind of alluded to earlier. Someone says something like they think he's the devil. And they're like, that's ridiculous. And I'm like, you all can do magic since you met him. The, the, you're not going to entertain this right, idea right. at all. Right. Well, that's the thing. Like there should be a sequence in this movie where the characters, like do more with their magic than have an odd tennis match. And then mm-hmm. this cherry thing, like shouldn't the ladies be like coming into their powers and enjoying it and, and doing it to their advantage in some like minor ways. Like we see Susan Zarana do it with the kids, but there should be, more I agree. Of there needs, this movie needed more magic. Um, so we get the really gross cherry pit scene that was worse originally, apparently. Yeah. Oh, really? It is the one of the funniest size bowls I've ever seen. It's the same size as the bowl of shrimp Adam Sandler eats in that murder mystery movie. I'm like, you just wrote a scene for you to walk down a hallway (laughs) eating shrimp out of a bowl. It's the size of like most. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, But apparently they built a like a life size torso of Veronica Cartwright to like spit up all the things. And it like thrashed and stuff, oh. and it was too realistic that the audiences were like, "No, no." <laughs> yeah, it is kind of played. This movie does kind of turn into Evil Dead in the last yeah, half. Which, or I half want half more of the so. camp. I'm happy for that. Right, right. Um, so they uh, share this. This leads to Rich, Richard Jenkins ends up killing his wife because she's like ranting and raving and puking cherries all over. Uh, but like, I wouldn't kill my partner like if this was happening like it seems strange that that was what his choice was she should have like attacked him or something yes yeah well she's like really doing great like giant scenery chewing thing here of like she's growling like an animal and talking about how the animals have ruined you know we're turning into animals but she keeps like stopping to throw up cherry pits and cherries which like that to me seems like there's something wrong with you yeah. So he, sure. yeah, he kills her, and the women have no idea they've done this. Right. So they are like um, rubbernecking the next day. Is you know Richard Schiff's house has the in the book he apparently hanged himself, it. and we don't they, know what happened to him in the movie. He sh- definitely yeah. should have killed himself. Um, they have like a big fight, and in doing so, I love emotion like, magic. That's another kind of magic that I like when like you, yeah, yeah. you're so emotional, you just like can't help but cast a, sp- a, ca- a spell just happens. Yeah. 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 Again, I would love. So more they decide that. to um, avoid Jack Nicholson because they're like, clearly this is mm-hmm. weird. So we're going to stop. And because he's a little bitch, yeah. he decides to make all their nightmares come true. 
Right. He has this huge feast for one, and then he's a covered in flies. Sad, so he calls Cher. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he calls Cher and, and loses his shit on her. And this clearly is why Cher wanted this part because she gets to do all. Yeah. The one it's a good role. Nicholson. She's like the lead lady. It is. It is. I, I, but, um, she she hangs well against him here. Like he's a heavyweight champ here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Jack Nicholson we're talking about. Uh, so yeah, it's like a series. Of, so we she uh, Cher rejects him on the phone. Pfeiffer rejects him in person, and then Sarandon's just like not at her. And house, then um, she goes. Sarandon goes to the doctor who tells her she's pregnant, and she runs to Daryl. Who I don't know if we said. His, yeah, who was his name? His Daryl. Um, to tell yeah, him about the pregnancy, and this is where. She like before she can get to him, she sees him like rewinding and rewatching like uh like Helen Sharp in Death Becomes Her watching Madeline die. He's just like rewinding their their fears. Yes. And then all of a sudden she turns super old. Yeah, it's a cool scene and she, like the 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 way it's shot too makes mm-hmm. it look really hurt. And then she like realizes Al- that uh Cher is next, so she runs to Cher's house to save her from the snake bed. Yes. Which is great. The the writhing in the bed before we see Cher yeah. is really But also, like... Also, Nicholson has one of those classic 80s, like, a giant TV made up of 12 smaller TVs. It's like a, you know, three, three by four grid of TVs that all show things. Or it could be individual TVs, It's I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a little fucked up that uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, that uh, Susan Sarandon saw herself as old for th- for two minutes and then Cher had a bed full of snakes she could run away from but michelle pfeiffer was like oh i'm i have a debilitating uh-huh. disease now yeah yeah i'm i'm hemorrhaging and they can't figure out what's going on with my body um it would yeah it's just crazy that that's the the trajectory there and that uh so Cher's yeah. like i can f- well i was gonna say the i think it happens right after so but the Nicholson has like the fruit he tried to give Pfeiffer and, and she didn't want it. So he like slices it with a knife and squeezes it in his hand. And that's when mm-hmm. it's like voodoo doll esque sort of foreshadowing. But I love that they got what looks to be a toy. It does look a Batman lot like movie. a Joker. Yeah. This, but is, before. this is before it, right? Because I think Batman was 89. Yeah, 89. So it's uncanny <laughs> that this is, I mean, it looks it's like weird. the Nicholson Joker toys. It's crazy. Which I guess were based on animated stuff, but it just, I was like, wait, 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 this is before that, isn't um, it? So Cher runs to uh, Jack Nicholson's house while Michelle Pfeiffer's in the hospital, and he's like trying to iron his shirt, and they have a fight, and it yeah. it becomes this yeah. like, he's like, I want a wife to do housework. And I was like, well, this feels like a very weak, like, yeah, end game, like, goal. Like, it's, this is, this is, this is what we're fighting for. Right, right. And he's, you know, he's, I want to be loved. He's like, I gave you everything. I want someone to like, do something for me for yeah. once. And I was like, you're the devil, my dude. <laughs> Can't you do anything you want? Again, you're the devil. But also it kind of lends credence to the idea of like, oh, he says these feminist things, but he's actually yeah. this huge misogynist. It's, just, it's weird devil but, motivation like, like at the end of the day. Agreed. 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 And it doesn't spell it out. Yeah. Quite and so right. clearly... Share like you can see it on her face that she's like, all right, I'm gonna ask her, guess we're gonna play this game, and the devil doesn't know he's being played when he's like the ultimate, yeah, player, yeah, player of games. I, could, I was like, how do I phrase this? Is not the ultimate player. That sounds weird. I also thought this movie shows a lot of restraint in using precisely zero yeah. songs because a, a, you would expect some needle drop of sympathy for the devil. The devil went down to Georgia. Even, you know, honestly, some, I'm surprised like that, that he didn't play that on the fit. That wasn't his fiddle song. 
like without words yeah. so that like oh if right. you so, yeah. listen you can hear it yeah yeah yep yep um so the ladies all show up in fabulous evening gowns uh well no first laundry. evening gowns they don't walk into the house in lingerie oh, okay they're not they're not strippers right. in an 80s right. bachelor party movie they're in like <laughs> gorgeous gowns and then immediately cut to negligee yes so they're like, oh, we want bagels and ice cream. And they send them out to do that. They turn into fairy tale witches all of a sudden. There's this... 20 minutes left in the movie. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. let's build a gingerbread house. Yeah, right. It's like we have this Maleficaria book. It's like we've not seen Never... this book He said the, the word. and But there was no indication that it was a book yeah. title, that it was important. But it's in like a glass case and stuff. And it's like, well, why is this not like the center of his house? Yeah, like, it, it's literally the book. case that Winifred's spell book is in <laughs> from Hocus Pocus. Yeah. 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 And it's like, hello, Mr. Miller. I need you to tell me like how the, yeah. the, they're going to do and this. And so they grab all the ingredients and they, they're like, like, it's not clear what they're doing because they didn't do the let's this is the plan montage. But they're yeah. gonna make a wax effigy of uh, Jack Nicholson and uh-huh. uh, use it like a voodoo doll. So they get like his his whiskey and some of his clothes and his hair and a picture of him, and they burn it and then they rub the ash to make the voodoo doll. Like yeah. they put that in the heart of the voodoo doll to make. Um, it it's also like voodoo doll stuff always is wishy washy, and I know it has to be because if you get yeah. too specific, like, well, like. It wouldn't be hard to do it in the way that makes the most sense, which is like if you jam it in the elbow, the person's elbow hurts, but you can't jerk the thing around like a marionette and the person floats. Which is always so because, you know, like in in Scooby Doo on Zombie Island, um, there is a voodoo. Yeah. A a voodoo subplot. Well, I just always remember this version because like. No, I'm not. Someone is holding a voodoo doll of the Scooby gang, one of the Scooby gangs in their hand. Like they're standing holding it mm-hmm. and the Scooby gang is yeah, standing yeah. there and then they lift it. They like move their arm to a 45 degree angle and they float in the air. And I was like, well, they, those dolls already weren't on the ground. So why is this now? They get right. pushed to a fire and the right. literally the human's face starts to melt and then they pull it away from the fire and it just goes back to normal. And I was like, that's not how wax. That's not how this worked. Like, yeah, yeah. wax is melted. Um, then it's, but melted. it's that kind of stuff that like only some movements are are, you know, Right. Telephoned or telegraphed to the person. Yeah. Yeah. It's Focus way better if you just do it with like, oh, elbow, hand. Yeah. Um, he there's he knows that the women are making the windstorm. Um Well, I, I do wanna I do wanna pause for a second. He goes to the place to get the the he gets like some smoked salmon and stuff or gravlocks and bagels and then he's like oh i want to get some ice cream and the guy's like oh the freezer's broken so he well first he says give me the bread and the fish and he goes to the ice cream shop yeah yeah right bread and the fish and then he goes to like an, a scoop shop to get some ice cream going and he gets all voodoo dolled up and then his hand hurts so he punches through the glass and drops it into the bucket of vanilla of uh, chocolate ice cream like the which three like five gallon big if it's container scooped if it's hand dipped ice cream there's no way you're put like that. Sh- if it's that soft, you- well, that's. I assumed that was like he's the devil. He's always so hot. He could just melt oh maybe when he touches it. Um, but I was like, that's. I was like, th- that shit'll break your hand. Yeah, but then he's walking down the street with my ideal amount of ice cream, one mm-hmm. commercial, and one's pistachio. Yeah, yeah, and then the 
big windstorm starts happening and the feathers are all falling. The feathers well, I did not understand. Yeah, at first he like spits them out and I was like, huh? And then they like blow on the feathers and it makes it windy. And he can he can go into yeah. a church, which I was surprised by. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted him to get blown into the church, think he was getting refuge, and then like be like yes, hot-footing it. Yes, I, I agree. Um, but instead he does the, they do the cherry vomits on him and he delivers a whole like long winded misogynistic monologue about God and, and women. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the women are like, they don't know if it worked. They don't have a way of seeing that. So they're like, let's clean up just in case. Right. Yeah. They're, they're doing a fair end of adventures and babysitting. Clean up as he. Yeah. Yeah. That's better than Ferris Bueller. And then he's he's making crazy noises as well. Like he's, I don't know if they're, like eighty art from someone yes. else or him, but they're good noises. And he leaves Fidel behind. It's it, f- yeah, he does, he does. And th- they're doing stuff with the voodoo doll, and he gets like knocked out the back window, and then he's dangling from the car. It's very Mad Maxy. I- honestly, the dangle out the back thing I think is done almost exactly okay. in Fury Road. There's also a very obvious stunt, stunt driver when um, his car when his car does goes into oh, like the yeah. concrete shoulder thing. Barry wall. Uh, it's, I'm like, wall. oh, this is just yeah, yeah. you couldn't do anything to that to the window. Like, it's clearly just not yeah. Jack Nicholson. He could have made it a little. Put some sunglasses on him. I don't know or something. Yeah, yeah, sunglasses would have been easy. That's like a Nicholson trademark. He's yeah, like you said, he's like a snarling. He's got beast. one monster um, hand and one monster home. foot at this point when he gets to the house. Yes, yes. I wanted him to have. Yeah, some he needed face a bit of like a, a Buffy brow or like one horn poking through. Oh uh, yeah, I was. I was exactly going to say mm-hmm. a Buffy vampire face. Yeah. Um, so Susan Sarandon almost bites it. And then they remember that like, if they laugh, she, the stunt people flying like, down the stairs laughing is like a hall of fame stunt shot for me. Cause it literally looks like you took oh, like, yeah. Barbie dolls and threw them at the wall. Yeah. Apparently stair falls are one of the biggest. We talked about this. They love it. They want to, they throw themselves downstairs all the time. Stairs. Yeah. 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 So it doesn't surprise me. Or there's a good stair stunt. Um, uh, the doll. Yeah, they go to the kitchen parts. and they and they lock the door. Uh, when it breaks, he disappears, and then there's a giant like CG. Is it CGI? It's no, I think it's a pup. Like it might be CGI for like a shot or two, but then the, the giant head I think is yeah. legitimately real. He's like a giant monster outside the window. It's very, very Evil Dead, as we've said I, or earlier talking about. It's like I'm also surprised that there wasn't like a monster dick because he like flies up and his his yes. like ken doll yes. crotches at the window at the end before he disappears and i was like i am a little surprised feels like perhaps movie yeah, censorship yeah. was in play um uh they melt the doll and he i hate into it like this like Jack weird and worm creature labyrinth really gross. creature yeah. i was mad yep some some yes exactly that uh 18 months later the ladies are living yeah. in the mansion with fidel and their babies and their old uh, their other children yes um and they're like doing homework and Cher yells at Susan Sarandon. She's like, stop thinking about him. And she's like, well, you know, and Michelle Pfeiffer's like, like, you well, can't you think about him when we're all together. Like we do accidental, accidental magic all the time, my dude. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Sarandon seems like maybe she does want him back, which yeah. I thought was kind of surprising given, you know, the whole giant monster thing. And then the baby, the, the I've never seen these, the these things and, before that they're in. They're in, it's like, no, but I it, think it's it seems weird to fabricate for a movie. It looks like the you know the um it's like the the center pole with the rings that get smaller. I'm explaining it for the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm just agreeing with you. I understand how a podcast It's like works. that, but the baby <laughs> is the pole in the middle, and the rings are inflatable, and it's like got wheels for for walking around. And I was like, I've never seen that. That seems wildly dangerous. It's, it's like a. It's those they have them for like strengthening babies' legs so that they can learn. Well, I've seen those where it's just like they have the ring or the like like ring of Saturn around them. I've never seen this like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This feels like something that probably existed and then they were like, oh, actually, this tip it looks wildly dangerous, so we can't make them anymore. Yeah, yeah. But they the TV room, the room, and Jack, the giant wall TV. Yeah, uh, Jack like pops up one by one on the TV screens and he's like, come to Papa, come on, and then. We see him look up, and he's like, "Oh man!" He's fucking swiper from Dora the Explorer. <laughs> they're, they're with the remote control, aha! Uh-huh. And they're like, "Yeah, goodbye, Jack." And they turn mm-hmm. his TV off, and that yeah. is the end of the movie. Uh, I'm guessing since I, you do, I think it's movie, long, I'm not going to pretend it's not a little say. too long. But I like the movie. I like I like all the performances in it. It's a very strong. It's they're like very strong performances all around. So. There's like a 94 minute version of this I that. that I also like, but the one that we have is two hours and is too long for my my taste. Um, but there is some fun stuff and George Miller, fascinating you know career and, and director. So if you're a big Miller head, this might be interesting mm-hmm. for you on that front. And I uh, kudos Cher's performance is, is I think the standout of the movie. Um, Nicholson's mm-hmm. pretty great too, but uh, Cher's pretty great here. I'm. And I, not that I was surprised. I've seen Cher be good before, but um, yeah, this was her sweet spot in like the eighties of her being like, I'm a legitimate actress. And then she was like, I'm done with, I'm good for now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's in, in like, she's in Mamma Mia two as Meryl Streep's mom. Okay. Um, I didn't see Mamma okay. Mia two. Wait, what? No, no I don't think so. I think Cher's, I think Cher's at least 10 years older than Meryl Streep. Okay, but playing the mom, like, mom is usually a good Yeah, except in months. Hollywood, <laughs> where uh, Angela Lansbury and the Manchurian Candidate is 10 years older than her son. Hollywood is not a fun place. Yeah, I just, I, Cher being pitched to be old enough to be Meryl Streep's mom seems like a role Cher would not be. I, well, Cher was That's coinciding all. with her uh, with her new ABBA album. And you could, and ah, I haven't seen the movie, but I do know there's a significant audio quality difference between the rest of the movie and Cher's singing Fernando, which clearly it was, I'm using ah. my studio, my mixers, my editors, and I will give you the track to put in the movie. And then she was in Burlesque. Uh, I saw the first one. I've seen the first one. It's, it is, it's like Kraft Mac and Cheese. Like, we, we know what we're getting. Sure. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, this is no shade. I didn't like anyway. it at first, yeah, but then I watched it again. I was like, you know what? Turn your brain off. Turn your brain off. Grew upon yeah. you. It was like a virus. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for listening to the show. If you want more Andrew picks, uh, patreon.com slash dissecting the 80s, where we'll have the Andrew Grab Bag Spectacular um, coming up uh, later this month. Um, and listener request month, I think, is over as of release, the- probably for the release of this date of this release yes but keep an eye out on the social medias we'll announce the time we're gonna pick those uh and get those going out there for you um thank you so very much for listening to the show rate it and review it and subscribe or follow wherever you get it we appreciate those things very much hit us up on twitter at dissect the 80s dissect the 80s on facebook um we really appreciate hearing from you we'd love to hear from you thank you so very much for listening to the show i will always I be andrew leno don't you forget Until about next me. Time.
Dissecting the 80s is a Chum Sum of This production. <laughs> <laughs>